You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. We've learned a lot of things in our golf schools and for many of you who don't know, we do golf schools every month. And if you want more information on that, you can just hop on the website and there's a, there's a link at the very top that says golf schools. Just click on that. You'll get all the details and information and availability, but we've learned a lot in how golfers want to approach their swings, how they go about working on their swings and where they kind of place emphasis. And I would say, first of all, the, the thing that we notice first is that most golfers are, who, who come to our schools, right? They've seen us on YouTube probably or Instagram, but we're not the only ones they watch on online. So, not? so they have, <laughs> so they have just a whole bunch of different things that when you talk to them and say, what have you been working on? What, what brings you to the school? This and that, you know, it, there's a lot of things they're working on and there's not a lot of cohesiveness to those uh, really things they are trying to change in their swing. So we always start every golf school with a gear session for each player because we want to find out what's actually wrong with their swing and then give them a clear roadmap. Yeah. You want that initial kind of MRI for your golf swing when you get to the golf school. So I can give you your report of findings like for a doctor almost and say, look, this is what you're doing in your swing. We got to find the cancer basically. Like triage, right? Like yeah. what? Let's not fix the cold. If you got a bullet hole in your chest. Exactly. Let's, let's find the root cause of what's caused you the most problems in your golf swing. And we find that, you know, we've called it the cancer, the, the master swing fall, whatever you want right. to call it. We're trying to identify that in that gear session. So we could say, Hey, look, Mr. So-and-so, here's what you're doing in your golf swing. We just identified it using gears. It's, it's a major problem, but if we cut that problem out, it's going to fix those three or four other things that you've been focusing on because that's what you see. Yeah. You know, as, as the golf instructors that have been doing this for a long time, our eye is, is keyed in on what's the major reason those other four things are happening. What's, what's the root cause that's, that's making the downswing have three or four things that the golfer doesn't like? And that's what the gears allows that using gears really allows us to do really well is identify that the main issue of what's going on. It's hard to think of an exception where, okay, what are you, what are you working on today, Jack? Or what have you been working on? Well, I'm like, I don't have any shaffling or I'm not open at impact. It's nine times out of 10. They've been working on a downswing issue. I'm, I'm, I'm humping it on the downswing. I'm really extending on downswing. But when you do the gears, you get the, you get the layout of their golf swing. It's very evident to them that okay you're early extending to help you hit the ball better yes you don't have shaffling to help you try to hit it towards the target like there are a lot of reasons why we all have the impacts we have because we have to have them so you, you're not the golf swing we say it all the time it's not like walking into a restaurant and ordering off a menu like we, we'd all go in and say okay i want shaffling i want i want to be more open i want to be shallow like 
it's not how the swing works. You have to create the reasons those things are there in the downswing. And that's probably, if you want to lump everything together as far as what players are working on on their own, it's understanding cause versus effect. Yeah, and it's, they don't do it really very well. And that's no fault of the golfer. They just haven't done it enough to do it. And that's where the golf instructor comes in, right? We've we're, we're, we got a trained eye to look at, okay, what's really the cause of these problems on the downswing? And when they come in that first day for the, for the AMG school, that's what we're doing in gears. So we have identified the root problem. So the first problem that they have is they really don't know what their problem is. <laughs> is knowing the problem. That's the first problem. <laughs> yeah. Understand That's your problem. Problem number one, know your problem. <laughs> so so let's say we get that ironed out. Yep. You know, and a lot of our golf instruction over the last, you know, few years has been inside a studio with gears. You know, it's an intensive kind of look at the swing and we're in hitting into a net. But the golf school is kind of unique because, okay, we, we do the gears inside. Right, right. And then the next two days, we're working on the golf swing out in the wild. We're on the driving range, and then we take it to the course. But we, so let's say we get to the driving range that morning. We got our four guys. Mike and I are out there. The, the school is always. <laughs> I know where you're going. Four guys. <laughs> yeah, two, two instructors to four golf, golfers. Yeah. And we get out there, and what I'll do first. So every player has an eyeball on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> yeah, it's good math. Four eyeballs, four players. That's right. So we'll, I'll pour out the balls, and I'm not saying anything for a little bit because I want to see, you know, the warm-up and kind of how they go about doing things. And I want to see, you know, okay, how, all right, guys, let's, let's start, guys and gals, let's start working on the swing a little bit. And then nine times, 99 times out of 100, they just go up. There's no alignment. They haven't picked a target. They just start beating balls. There's no sticks down, which – like drives me crazy, right? Yeah, I think two guys so far, maybe three, have put sticks down. And then, you know, you walk behind them. And, again, when you're indoors and you've got walls and a square mat, like everybody lines up pretty good. Now we're on this big, massive, circular driving range. Yeah. And, you know, I'll walk behind a player and be like, all right, tell me where you're shooting at as you're warming up. There'll be a red flag out kind of in the direction they're aiming, but – not really at the direction they're aiming. Like I'm shooting at the red flag and and they'll take a few whacks at it and it'll be over the top or it'll be dropped under to because they're so far misaligned to their target that they're trying to make these in-swing adjustments to hit it somewhere towards their target. And a lot of players just chalk that up as just I'm not loose yet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah, you're definitely not loose yet, but that still being loose isn't going to help you find that target any better. No, and, and the thing is like – once they get warmed up, and let's say they aim 20 miles to the right and swing over the top, they hit a ball at the target and think, oh, that was it. I must have did it right. <laughs> right. You, you got to stop. When you're working on things, you got to quit reacting to the ball flight. Get yourself set up the right way. Start working on the, the things that you need to work on in your swing, whether that's a the poor takeaway or the top of the back swing's bad or even transition. Work on that with good alignment, good fundamentals, so that you know you can eliminate that from the, from the equation. If you did all that and you still hit a bad shot or made a bad swing, at least you know you didn't do it because of a poor setup. That's just the lowest hanging fruit. I mean, we use this example all the time. You take a really recognizable swing, a really good golf swing. You think maybe Tiger or Adam Scott, just a real swing that you can pick out from two holes over, right? That's Adam Scott making that swing. And if he, if you put him in these same alignments at these same targets that that so many golfers are making. Like you just go to your driving range right now at home and stand behind somebody as you're walking to your spot on the driving range. 
you're going to see misalignments one stall after another. Adam Scott swing won't look like Adam Scott swing for long if he adopted these misalignments and it, where you aim, this is the lowest hanging fruit, right? You always talk about, which I think is super important. Fix the low, pull the lowest hanging fruit first. Like make sure that's good because that's going to affect how you move, where you set up, how you set up is going to affect your golf swing. It may be the biggest matchup in golf. Yeah. And it's, and I'll keep going on this. It's like the amount of knee flex, make sure you have the proper amount of hip hinge, right? Mm -hmm. Just kind of bending from your upper back and slouching over. And the other thing is, you know, when I'm walking the line, watching the, the, the golfers warm up, I'm kind of, you know, down the line from them walking back and forth. I'm actually paying attention to the, the, the lead hand grip almost more than or just as much as the alignment and the setup. Right. Because if, if that lead hand grip, you know, the left hand for right-handed golfers, if I come behind you, I get a really good view of that from walking up behind you as you're making a swing. And I see so many grips still people underestimate having the grip too much in the palm and they don't have the heel pad on top of the club. They don't, they don't realize how much that's hurting their golf swing. It's impossible to get any kind of leverage. The wrist mechanics uh, become so difficult to do correctly that you're going to make all kinds of compensations with your arms and body just to try to do something to square the club face when all you really needed to do to help you almost more than anything is get the thing in the right place in your hands. Nobody comes to our golf schools or probably any golf school for that matter wanting a setup lesson. They just don't. Right. They they want to find out how can I get more open? How can I get like, like they want all of the sexy things, but none of those things are going to happen if there are serious issues before you pull the club back. So for one, if you're going to work on your own golf swing or you're going to take the time to go get a lesson or or go to a golf school and you're going to travel, make sure you've spent time leading up to that, like laying sticks down, making sure you have a good grip. And there's a, we got a lot of good grip videos on YouTube, um, alignment videos. It just doesn't take a lot. It takes no physical talent at all to set up correctly. Zero. Zero. So there's no excuse for it other than just making sure you do it. But that's going to go a long way in for you getting the maximum out of your lesson or your golf school. Right. So that's, that's number one. N- number two on the same line of thought is let's say that we've got a golfer – one of the four, and he's, he's working on making sure the takeaway is not too far outside. Okay. Got these, he's got his alignment sticks down, so we got that far. Yep. So I'll say, all right, well, let, you know, I want you to work on this and, you know, try to feel like the club's a little more out. And he hits a ball. And he looks at me, or Mike said, did I do it? <laughs> well, I don't know. Did you? Right? So we'll yeah. ask, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Did I? He's like, well, if you went either A, so fast – that you didn't know what you're doing, or B, you don't have a camera, you're, you're, you're a live view camera, or just your iPhone set up on a little tripod so you can record and go back and look at it. This is it becomes the main issue why people really have struggles changing their golf swing. They have no clue if they did it right or not. And they A, they're going so fast they couldn't tell you either way. And B, there's no video feedback to go back and look and say, you know what, that felt really outside, and it didn't even barely move an inch from where I started. So... To me, the golf school situation is a lot more about you're going to learn how to practice, which is an unbelievable skill to learn, how to actually practice to get better at golf. I think it's one of the most underrated things in the whole game is you learn how to do that. You learn about your swing and then how to practice your swing, which is key to finally changing. Yeah, I think uh, on our side of the golf ball, the instructor side, we spend so much time talking about 
you know, what things are broke or how to fix the elements of the swing, we don't spend enough time, I don't think, talking about actually how to go about doing that and, yeah. and the habits needed to do that. Because when you see professionals do it and then you see amateurs do it, in our case, it's often back-to-back, right? We'll have a pro come in and then after him will be a, an amateur lesson or vice versa. The differences are drastic. Yeah, and the more we talk about this, the more we take it for granted on how to do it. But I think, you know, moving forward, we're going to be talking more about how to practice because it's one thing for us to stand here and tell you, oh, this needs to happen in the swing, this needs to happen in the swing. How do you apply that? It's way more than just thinking it and then the next full swing it changes, right? I bring it back to food. So <laughs> doctor tells me I need to lose weight, right? You need to eat more chicken. Okay, that makes sense to me. I eat chicken, I'll lose weight. So I'll go start frying up some, you know, some wings and yeah. some, you know, get some KFC and all that. Well, that the idea was right, right? Eating more chicken was right. But how I went about that totally makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Do I grill it or do I fry it? You know, do I have wings or do I have chicken? You know, it the details. The details matter. And especially if you're going to spend the time going through the struggle of making a swing change, which is not easy really for anybody, but like how you do it is so it's, it's as important, if not, especially initially more important than actually doing it. Yeah. And I, you know, um, you and I talk, we still work on our games, which I think is important for mm-hmm. golf instructors. Mike and I are constantly working on our own games and, you know, w- the more we do this and or see lessons and give lessons and around this constantly, the more we feel like, you know, your best chance to make a swing change is probably away from the golf course, so, you know, or, or, you know, making slow swings off a tee, not really worrying about how far the ball goes. Instead of just re- making full swings on the range, we hardly ever just beat balls on the range anymore. It's completely useless, right, just to beat balls on the range. No, there's no accountability. And it, it, it's a warm-up, not a, you know, when you're by yourself and if you don't have any sticks down or you don't have a camera set up, and you're hitting that jumbo bucket of balls, calling that practice. That's not that's, practice. That's exercise. Yeah, you just you're just not you're just exercising and ingraining the same stuff. Every ball you hit, the more difficult. Uh, and every ball you hit in the way that you don't want to, is another ball you've got to hit the right way to dig yourself out of that hole. I heard a great analogy, and I'm and then I heard it just a couple of weeks ago. It shows you what age will do to your memory, but I can't remember where I heard it. So all, all the credit to the person who said this, if I make, and, and there's things in my backswing that I work on all the time, right? Same with you. Constantly. I, I can go at a speed where I know I'm making the correct movement. And then I can go at a speed where I don't know. Okay. So if I do my first swing and I go at a speed and I know I'm making the correct movement, right? That's one good rep in the good column. Boom. That, I'm getting better on that swing. Then the very next swing, I go at a speed where I have no idea if I did it, and most likely it's going to be the wrong move. Then that's one rep in the bad column. I, I literally did nothing to improve on those two swings. One cancels the other out. Right. You've done, Whatever the groove is that you're making, Yep. you know, create the myelin in your brain. I've reinforced the bad yeah. right after that good swing, so I've net zero improvement, and I just made two golf swings. That's a great point. You know, I, when I go to the warehouse and try to make a swing, you know, working on my swing indoors, I'm mostly swinging really slow, kind of exaggerating the difference so I can feel the difference on yeah. the golf course. Because if I go way exaggerated away from the course, 
when I get to the course, feeling exaggerated is going to be like a quarter of what yeah, it felt like inside. Exactly. So I've got to bend that spring way too far for it to bend back somewhere where it ought to be. You have to play with feels, right? That's all you got out there on the golf That's course. That's all you got. But you're not really going to have much success trying to improve with feels because you don't know what you're trying to feel. You've got to have use video feedback, use alignment sticks, have someone kind of keep an eye on you if you're lucky enough to have somebody around. But kind of circled the wagons back around here. The golf schools, the more we do them, the more, you know, yes, we're going to give you your your huge key to get better. Your roadmap. Yep. Your roadmap. But you're also going to learn how to practice correctly. And that goes for, and we'll do more episodes about this, but that goes for full swing, short game putting. You, know, you learn how to practice correctly to improve what you need to work on. Instead of just saying, okay, here's what's wrong with your swing. Good luck. <laughs> Do these two drills. Have fun. Yeah. So we try to give you a way to really map it out and, and um, truly make a swing change, which is not easy, um, but it becomes a little more simple when you understand exactly how to do it. Yep. And you can drastically improve your chances for success by just adopting a good setup. Do it. it takes no talent. Just do it. And a good grip. And a good grip. <laughs>